All right, folks, how are y'all doing? Another episode of Small Talks, Big Ideas with yours truly, Steve Fletcher. Uh, always a pleasure and privilege to be here with you, chatting with some of the uh, local independent business leaders here in our local independent business ecosystem in greater Charleston, South Carolina. If you're uh, new to the program, uh, this is a project, a product um, of Low Country Local First, which is uh, your friendly local economic development nonprofit based right here in Charleston, South Carolina, where, as you may know, we're all about supporting, lifting up, interconnecting local businesses of all shapes and sizes. There are small businesses that are, for example, bakeries and their customers, their clientele are right here in downtown Charleston. And then we've got globally oriented businesses and companies and enterprises from digital marketing to public relations. Um, today in the studio, we have a couple of folks who I'm super excited to welcome in and to chat with. Um, I've known them sort of like superficially from the outside looking in because they've helped us with, with many things over the years, uh, our, our organization that is. Um, their business story, their company, their product is, uh, is fascinating and really important to our food system here, but they are also one of those aforementioned globally oriented national facing brands. They've built one that is known far and wide, frankly, and they're, they're, uh, from, again, from the outside looking in, from what I can tell, uh, being stocked and being stored and being carried and, and uh, it seems like it seems like more and more uh, uh, locations every day. And of course, you can also log onto their website and check out more uh, about how to order directly from them. But we'll get all into that in a moment. And I don't want to steal anyone's thunder. And I want to make sure we're introducing our our fine guests correctly and comprehensively today. So, Shavalo uh, and Monique uh, Wilson Debriano, am I saying that correctly? We've got them in the studio here at Ohm ninety six point three FM in downtown Charleston. I'm super excited. To to dig into their stories, their personal stories, their professional stories. Um, and I want to learn a little bit more about their brand, their baby, their uh, their business. It's called Charleston Gourmet Burger Company. You may even have had one of their tantalizing sauces and didn't even know it. If you had one of the best burgers in your life and it was here in Charleston, maybe some of that sauce got into the mix. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into the mix in a moment, talk a little bit about what makes their brand, their company, their product, their sauces their marinade's so special. Um, but at first, I want to hear directly from them. What makes y'all so special? Who, who are you? Who is Shivalo and who is Monique? And you can go in whatever order you'd like. And just so the listeners who aren't familiar with Charleston Gourmet Burger Company or Shivalo or, uh, or Monique, uh, just so they know, uh, this is a, a married couple. Uh, we've got a married couple on the show, which is so cool. I love learning about uh, low country headquartered businesses of all types, all stages, all industries, particularly when it's a family run, family loved business. So really privileged and fortunate to have you all in the studio today to talk a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Monique, would you mind kicking us off with, uh, with kind of just a short little intro? Who is Monique Wilson Debriano? Absolutely. Well, thank you, Steve, for having us. Um, pleasure to be here. We're so excited. So who is Monique Wilson Debriano? I am, I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, I grew up in a small town in New Jersey, and I grew up watching my grandmother 
be one of the few women and black-owned businesses in our small town in New Jersey. Oh, wow. And so growing up, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't know um, what the word entrepreneur was, but I knew I was going to grow up and have some type of business. Didn't know what it was. Right on. And so um, that's pretty much been, I mean, I've done, you name it, I've done it. I've sold cookies, cakes, uh, cleaning supplies. <laughs> it's just something that I love about taking an idea and turning it into something really, really big. And it's just something that fascinates me and it excites me. In your and blood. So it's in my blood. I just love it. I love um, I love being an entrepreneur. And so meeting Shivalo, it's kind of like I always say he's my person. He was made for me. I mean, we have Charleston Gourmet Burger Company. Our first date was at McDonald's. We both love burgers. <laughs> you know, he puts up with all my crazy entrepreneurial ideas. So it's 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 a win win. Love it, love yeah. it. So what, what was it? What was your mom? You said your mom was my uh, grandmother. Kind of, your grandmother was entrepreneurial, and what was she uh, selling, or what was her kind of enterprise, or her business, or her project? She owned a hair salon okay. um, in our town, and basically, like. Everyone went to my grandmother to get their hair wow. done for Easter, for any kind of holiday. Sure. Like it was the I, place to go. It was the place to go, and so you know, it, it, it's really it's it's a like a historical building in Charles. I mean, in, in um, New Jersey in okay. Neptune. So everyone Neptune, knows New Jersey. It. Yeah. Is that north or south it, or central? It's South Jersey. Like south, south, yeah, Jersey. south okay. Jersey. Okay. Yeah. On the Jersey Shore. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's it's. It, 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 it was something that's a staple, staple okay. for us um, in our town. So my grandmother did everyone's hair, all my friends, all their parents, grandparents. And so um, actually, I actually have a hair license. That's something people oh, do don't you? know about me. Okay. I was being groomed to take over the family uh, hair business. Yeah, literally. Yes. <laughs> But now, who knew? Charleston Gourmet Burger Company. <laughs> so you learned something new today. Did you ever? And and, and Cheval is waiting very patiently. We appreciate that in the corner <laughs> there. Take we're going to we're gonna get to, we're gonna get to you, Cheval. He's married to me. I'm entertained by this. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't wander off. Yeah, he's learning something. He's like, uh, uh, you do hair as well? <laughs> exactly. Cheval um, and I have, have unfortunately no use for anyone who does anything with hair. Uh, we're follicularly challenged. Um, I exactly. Because I understand the struggle. Uh, but tell me a little bit about that. And I just want to double click on the fact that you have the... Uh, you said a hair license or like a cosmetology yeah. license or I went to cosmetology school okay. um, have you ever I, used that have you ever I did okay. yeah I cool. took my state board so yes I I went all the way so um, okay. I, and I actually worked in a hair salon um, like I said I was I worked in my grandmother's hair salon okay and in Neptune in Neptune but way back then and I'm talking about this is in the early 90s I said to my grandmother you know we should actually um, make a hairline for you mm. you should have shampoo and you should have conditioner and she looked at me and she's like well how would we ever do that and I was like we can do it and it was like and this is like a long time ago had sure. no idea how to do it didn't even know if it was possible but it was just an idea how old are you at that point when I, you're thinking of products I'm, for the salon late teens early okay. I mean like cool. I was I was young I think I had probably just met Shabal I was in my early 20s but um you know again I'm a dreamer I am just one of those people that I, I, I dream stuff. You know, right. I, I dream big. And I always right. say, say right. that. I dream big. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it back then. I love it. And, we'll, and I want to pause there because we definitely will we'll circle back on that, Monique. And I think as you're speaking and as I'm learning about sort of your, uh, you know, introduction to entrepreneurialism, I'm, I'm thinking to myself like the, the this, and this analogy is about to make some people cringe. If you're driving a uh, mute me so that you don't cringe <laughs> so much that you put yourself, your, your health or safety at stake. 
I'm, it occurs to me that like folks who are in an environment like a, a salon or a barbershop or, 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 or any environment where there's one commercial transaction happening or one experience or one opportunity for enterprise, right? In your case, it was your grandmother um, doing people's hair before the, the big event or the big holiday. Um, there's always that. There, not always, but there's, there often is an opportunity to think more deeply about, okay, well, how else can we engage with this captive customership or clientele? Like, can we, and it's not just about like, can we, you know, ding them for this or that or, but it's really like, well, how can we, how can we add more value to their experience? Mm -hmm. It'll cost them a little bit more, but it'll be a product or in your case, it sounds like it was a shampoo. And it, it, it makes me think of Charleston Burger Company. We'll get more to it. But if the salon is the burger, then these, uh, these, these, uh, shampoos and these conditioners and these gels are like the sauces and the marinades, right? There's always right. something else to add to the experience. And I think where there's something else to add to the experience, there's another opportunity for an entrepreneur or an enterprising mind. So, so thank you for that. And I want to circle back to that, Monique. Shavalo, appreciate you hanging out over there. What's up, yes, man? Sir. Tell hey. me a little bit about you and about your story. And, and, and uh, Monique started to talk about you all, how you all kind of dovetailed. I'd love to learn more about that as well. Yeah, that's so interesting because my story is kind of a lot different than Monique. I'm not the original entrepreneur. Okay, over. love it. Let's yeah, it. and so I, I think it's how the opposites really attract and complement each other. I'm more of a of a shore person. My, I'm the son of of two uh, school teachers okay. in in out up in New York. Okay, and so they New York State, New York City, uh, New York City, New York okay. City, um, New York City school system. Okay, actually, my mother was an originally a registered nurse and then became a teacher in New York City school system, love like it. my father. Love it. I'm, I'm from New Jersey originally. I love that they've allowed the three people from the Northeast on the microphones today. We snuck in. We didn't tell them at the door. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Exactly. Here we are. And so it was, it's really in, incredible because I always was taught, listen, make sure you go to school and with your job, make sure you have a sure job mm -hmm. where you know you're going to work your nine to five, you're going to have your check coming. Right. So a certain I didn't, path. Yes. And yeah. so I didn't have that, like Monique talks about risk taking and, mm. and businesses, that I didn't. But what I did have an interest in was I always kind of liked emergency work hmm. as a child um i remember because we lived in projects in um these projects in brooklyn and when you would hear I, i'd be able to hear like a, a accident happen because we were right by a big road mm. we'd hear an accident happen a car accident and then everybody from the project would run outside and they'd come out come outside you know us kids we had <laughs> nothing else to do sure yeah but I was always so small as a child. I mean, we're mm. talking about you know seven years old, eight mm -hmm. years old. All the bigger kids and adults got to they got to surround the accident scene. But the people who they let, who they parted to let in the accident scenes, were these people who were came in this bread truck and were wearing these white uniforms. Right. And I just said, I'd like to do that job. Interesting. Not necessarily to do what they were going to do, but because yep. I just wanted to see. Okay. And I couldn't see because I couldn't look over yeah, the people. Sure. 
fast forward. So you're always, you're always, you, you, there was something about being on like the front lines of, 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 of a, of an in-person sort of experience, right? Or some sort of human interchange. At this point, it sounds like it was probably, there was some underlying uh, <laughs> tragedy or commotion or, or, yes. or you know, this was a car accident. But, but the, the, the point that I'm getting and tell me if I'm wrong is, uh, you, it, 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 cause it's intriguing to me. It's like, I don't think that's everyone's experience when there's something like that happening, exactly. but I think it is a many people's right. They uh-huh. like to, some people just gravitate towards, um, you know, a phenomenon, right? Ephemeral yes. phenomenon. It's like, well, something's happening. I want to be there. I want to check it out. How can I put myself in a position, maybe professionally or personally, where I'm that person who gets to go and like investigate or be a part of what's going on. That's really cool. That is, that is, and how you just put it is spot on. That was it. But I was always a great student. I mean, I was always the uh, a top student. And what happened was when I was in high school, this is in 1982, I was uh, 18 years old. And I was at home, and there was a special report about a plane crash that happened in the Washington, D.C. area at hmm. the Potomac River. Hmm. And I turned on the TV, and I saw it was a special report, and I could see they were, there happened to be a film crew looking, it was in the wintertime, and you could see the plane had went under the water in icy water, and wow. people, survivors were oh, coming geez. up from under the water wow. in the Potomac River. And it, this helicopter, it was a news helicopter, but somehow they had a paramedic it's a person named a paramedic who was hanging on the skid of the helicopter, reaching down and grabbing victims from underwater oh my gosh. and then carrying them to the shore so that they can survive. Wow. That day I said, that's, that's for me. Something clicked. That's what I want to do. I want to do that. Wow. My mother took it as my son wants to be a doctor. Right. She's got her fingers crossed. Hopefully he means PhD. Exactly. No, MD. MD, that's what she But regardless, that I said I want to do that. And I immediately figured out what were the requirements to join New York City Fire Department Mm -hmm. and to be able to uh, become an emergency worker and got all the certifications and and that's wow. the career that I chose. Wow, fascinating. So, I mean, what's, what's that, uh, you know, we don't have to hang out here too long because I know we want to get to Charles and Burger right. Company and there's a lot to talk about there and I know you all are involved with a number of other uh, causes and organizations and efforts here in town and, and farther afield. But uh, I, I, you, I feel like you, you glanced a little bit over the very end and I just want to, I want to understand how you went from knowing that you wanted to be a part of that kind of emergency EMT world and then being a, a firefighter i mean who was there was there an individual who was like a mentor or was there and what was that process did you literally just go to the firehouse and was like we're like you know what do i do what's the process where do i sign up what how do i get my training and certification because i think a lot of this a lot of what we talk about and i do interviews with you know local business leaders and that's broadly defined here every couple of weeks Everyone's story is so different. Right. Not necessarily about the exact ones and O's and, and, and P's and Q's of your business and this, that, and the other thing. They're, these are human interest stories a lot of the time, and everyone's path and journey is a little bit different. And and everything, I'm amazed by all of the, you know, how how diverse the variety of of impulses are that that 
cause people's eyes to light up. And, and when I, when I find that thing, whether it's someone interested in starting a cotton candy truck in Arkansas <laughs> and, or it's someone who's like EMT is my right. thing. Am I even saying that correctly? EMT is the emergency management. Uh, well, well, yes, right. the e- EMT is correct. But and, yeah, uh, paramedic. You. Paramedic. paramedic is like a higher level Got of it. an EMT. Okay. Yeah. So you, 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 were you a paramedic at all? Or you went right to like, I want to be, I want to fight fires and that's how I'm going to save people. And that's how I'm going to be at the heart of the action and, and, and help folks. Well, how it worked in New York, that the New York City Fire Department has a separate division okay. underneath it that does paramedic and ambulance work. Got it. Okay. So I, I was with New York City Fire Department, but I didn't fight fires. Okay. I just did the medical Got it. on okay. the ambulance. Got yes. it. Okay. Yes. So people are extracted from the buildings, and then you're on the ambulance, and you're helping them with smoke inhalation or But burns. also do heart attack victims. People oh, wow. saw dial 911, oh, okay. heart Got attack, it. Got uh, it. car accidents like that. Got it. Okay. Um, the baby deliveries. Wow. You know, all, all of that I've been part of. Wow. The whole gamut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So now now fast forward to meeting up with Monique and you went from saving babies to making burgers. <laughs> Talk to me. Yes. So here's the thing is, is equally when important, you're, by uh, the way. Equal, exactly. I well, mean, maybe saving babies. <laughs> if you could understand when you're working um, like myself on an ambulance, I'm out there in, in, in the streets or out there in the streets where I'm always looking for something to eat fast. Mm-hmm. So, I knew about hamburgers, and so that gave my love for hamburgers something quick and ended up really having a love for hamburgers. So when I met Monique and she loved burgers, that was really a, a connection. But how it got to, to the point of letting it possibly be a business is when we actually had a cookout at, mm-hmm. our, at our home. We were married, and we actually had a cookout, and we kind of, over our dating process, we tried to figure out what we liked about burgers, what we didn't like about hamburgers. And when we had that cookout at our new home here in in Charleston, we just said, you know what? Let's come up with a concoction of herbs and spices uh, that can make burgers really taste juicy and tasty. Mm. And that's how we came up with the Charleston Gourmet Burger uh, Marinade. But it's Monique who came up with the idea to make it into a business. But just to know, just before she gets into it, just to know how I got involved, and I said, listen, I'm the one who who likes having a regular job. Mm-hmm. I knew as a paramedic, it was a job. It was a New York City Fire Department. I got a check every mm-hmm. two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had that security. Mm-hmm. If we are going to do a business, we are going to make sure that it is done where it's not going to fail. I'm not. We're not going to be a statistic. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to make sure we mentor that we speak with everybody who's done it before, where we just wanted to lower the chance of being a failure. Hmm. And that's actually where we could talk about where Low Country Local first came in, because that was our first time being able to brush shoulders with people who have done it and have the, have the mindset and have the experience to give us advice on how to kind of hedge our bet to be successful. Wow, love it. Well, you've just given us like the legend. You've given us the table of contents for the talk today, Shavala. And I want to make sure we drill down into each one of those things. And I certainly won't shut you up if you're singing the praises of Low Country Local first. Maybe that's just because I'm the director of economic development there. I, I happen to think they do a pretty good job. Uh, they, they do pay me to say that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, fully feel that way. Um, 
so it sounds like you in, in many ways Shavala were, were, were kind of coming from a place of well I want to I want to make sure that we are we are anchored in reality here and yes it's important to take risks it's important to be visionary it's also important to know where, how you're going to feed yourself and your family and 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 to have that um, that's that certainty and that reliability of paychecks is something that's hard to give up when you're jumping from uh, you know working for someone else to working for yourself so with that I want to pivot back to you Monique for a moment um, and I want to your, your husband was bringing us uh, at the speed of an ambulance uh, through the, <laughs> through the uh, pr- personal and professional journey of, of, of you both as a duo I want to back up for a minute and I do want to talk about the company and I want to talk about the sauces and I want to talk about the kind of visioning that goes into that process, both from a business side and a creative side. Um, but I also want to trace kind of the personal journey of you all a little bit. Like I, I we don't have very many husband wife uh, duos in here talking about their businesses that have been birthed here in the low country. And I, I want to, I want to kind of dial into that a little bit. So Monique, back me up, walk me through meeting Shivalo. <laughs> so I actually met Shivalo in Atlanta, Georgia at a business convention. Oh wow! And so, um, it was to me and why I always say he's my human is because I was living in Lexington, Kentucky at the time. And I was perfectly happy um y'all move around a lot i know i know so you're in lexington kentucky i'm in lexington kentucky um i'm working for ibm and i feel like my life is set um fine and um i go into work one day and i don't have a job like no warning no nothing wow and so I didn't know what I was going to do. IBM was just laying folks off? Or, yeah, okay. they were just laying us. I had no warning. And so wow. 300 of us. And wow. so I ended up having to pack up all of my belongings. I had two small children. And um, they were like one and two, I think, at the oh time. Oh, my God. And I had to move back to New Jersey to the bedroom that I had when I was a kid in my mother's house. Wow. And no one yeah. ever says get to move back to New Jersey. It's always have to. Oh, Listen, I got a soft spot in my heart for New Jersey. Uh, but yeah, it's funny you mention to. it that way. <laughs> and so, um, so I'm in the grocery store and I meet this guy and he's like so happy. And I really think at that point my life is horrible. I'm living in my teenage bedroom with my kids and I'm awful. And so he's like, oh, you're, well, you know, he's, he's so happy. He's like, I have this opportunity. And I'm kind of looking at him like, Get away from me. I want to be mean. I want to be <laughs> right. mad. And, but he, but right, he's right. like, you know, I, I could not resist. He gives me his business card. And so for whatever reason, I call and he invites me to a business presentation. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is it. Because remember, mm. I had been an entrepreneur my whole life. Sure. I never really, you know, honestly saw myself retiring. Mm. But IBM, you know, my aunts, my uncles had worked there. And so it was kind of like a thing. Ah. You should right. probably work here too. Right. So I just did it. Felt steady. Yeah, felt, right. felt steady. I have kids. I have to have to pay the bills, sure. and so I just did it. And so I went to this business presentation, and I was like, "Okay, this is it. This is my ticket. I am going to join this business." And then they were they were saying, "We're going to have a convention in Atlanta. Hmm. You guys should come." And so what's I, the what's the business? It, it was a it was called ACN, and so okay. it was a telecommunications business. Okay. And they were they were talking about this thing called the internet is going to happen, <laughs> wow, and yeah. it's going to be big, and people. <laughs> are going to buy their groceries online and they're going to be talking on something called a cell phone ACN and it's was going to be something. huge and long distance and so I was like man this is so exciting yeah. and so um, I talked my mother into going with me to Atlanta Georgia and to also join she was my first um, rep under me. <laughs> so oh, okay. I, I talked my mom into joining and to go to Atlanta with me and so we get to Atlanta 
We rode a bus, by the way, which was not not a fun time, but we did. And so we from get there, Neptune from to Neptune, Atlanta? New Jersey to Atlanta, wow. a bus. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised the line even connects the two. Yeah. So it was a lot. And so, um, so we get there and we're tired. And so they're like, Oh, we're going to have a business mixer. And so my mother's like, I really don't want to go. So I'm like, let's just go and meet people. Right. We'll just stay for a little bit. And so we walk in and I see like all of these people dancing in a circle and they're like looking at something and they're like, you know, everyone's gathered and it's a person in the middle of the circle. And so I'm like, what are they looking at? And I go up to the circle and I see this guy with a big smile and he has on a suit and he's dancing and I mean the music is going and he's dancing and my girlfriend was with us also her name was Monique as well and I go up and I'm looking and I look at this guy and I said Monique that's my husband and she said you don't even know him and I said watch when you're at our wedding don't say anything that is my husband and so I waited for this person to stop dancing and then I went up to him I introduced myself and I grabbed his hand and he just may be sitting next to me right now (laughs) Siobhan incredible that's how I met him yes wild so you so there's a there's a crazy man dancing in the middle of a circle (laughs) at a business conference and you said to your friend Monique who has the same name as you that's my husband and lo and behold years later he became your husband. He did. And I can say I've never said that about anyone. I don't even know what made me say that. I just felt like an instant connection to him. I yeah, it'd be funny if you, could, if you said that about a lot of people. I the other side of the story is, is that now, just so you know, Monique says this about everyone. <laughs> about everyone. So she, she says it about She said this about everybody. 47 people before that. So, you know, statistically not as uh, amazing. No, uh, that is phenomenal. And I've only heard that sort of story a few times. And when it works out that way, it's, uh, it's incredible. So what about him made you say that? Other than the fact that he had some pretty slick dance moves and was cutting a rug. I know. I, you know, I, I have thought about it so many times. Our kids ask me the same thing, but it was like, and I've heard other people say this, and I don't know if I necessarily believed it when I've heard other people say it, but I just knew he was my person. Like, I really felt it was a, a connection to him. Like, I felt like I had known him, and I didn't even know his name at that point, and I couldn't stop staring at him, and I just felt very connected to him hmm. and um i know it sounds so weird i know but i did no, and it sounds um, romantic yeah i just i literally just fell in love with him like staring at him and i was like he's my human and and that was it now i can't say he probably thought that because he probably didn't know i was looking at him <laughs> so when, yeah right so so when did he's my human become he's my business partner and tell me more about that story let's fast forward to a little closer to charleston gourmet burger company and how that came about so um at our at our barbecue in the backyard we were we were making these burgers. The idea, as Chevalo said, we came up with a concoction and the idea was for us to taste it. And if we liked it, we'd serve it. Well, that year we went crazy and invited over a hundred people to our home and some of them showed up early and started coming. And a hundred so, people the same night, same, same day. night. Yeah. We were wow. crazy at our house. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and they, and pretty much everyone showed up. So that's a, that's was, a large circle of humans for Chevalo to dance in the middle of. Um, oh, very large. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. And so, um, and so I just said to Shivalo, serve it. 
if they like it, they like it. If they don't, we have so much other stuff for them to eat. And so I forgot about it. My mom just walks up to me. She's like, what did you do to the hamburgers? Look at your grill. And we literally had 30 people in line with plates, talking, making conversation, waiting. And I just said, we should sell these. But I was just joking. I wasn't really being serious. But I mean, literally, Cheval. But Cheval. They're waiting in line because they've had they've tasted it already. You're saying they kept. Uh, some of them were coming back for seconds. Okay. Some of them had heard they were good, Got and it. so okay. everyone wanted a hamburger. Got it. At you the could party. tell there was something special about these burgers because people were just like salivating at the mouth, waiting for either seconds or for their first because they heard it was so tasty. We had a chef there that year that was making food, and like everyone wanted the hamburgers. My wow. brother-in-law, who was supposed to be a guest, was like jumping on the grill to try to help to get the line moving faster so it you know we kind of knew we had something special you know initially I, I said to Shavalo I really think we should make this a business and so my idea was let's give it six months if it doesn't work we can go back to how our life is now because we have a great life now so if it doesn't work we just keep doing what we're doing now and so we really 100%. yeah so we really didn't feel like we had um you know anything to lose but that's what's so great about Shavalo and that's another reason why I say he's my human he really didn't give me a lot of resistance like he trusted me he was willing to to go along with it and say hey okay let's try this and so he's really always been like that partner from the beginning so tell me about that Shavalo here you've got an opportunity to maybe pursue this business right it's like we've, you've made a concoction this marinade the sauce at this point is it a marinade or a sauce or are you calling it both we're not calling it anything right Got now it. it's just um something we put in it that's what i think we were just calling it the stuff you put in the burger <laughs> the special the magic you put in the burger at that exactly. point people didn't line have up. a name right. at that point right okay <laughs> no name it's the thing that's making burgers irresistible right, right. And, and it's proprietary to a degree you've put a certain perfect you know unique combination of ingredients into this thing and it's making these burgers delectable friends are telling you it's great family telling you it's great Shavalo, you're it sounds like you were fully supportive of this potentially entrepreneurial path and this would have been what maybe the first time where you started to think to yourself and I don't want to speak for you let, let me know whether this is accurate or not sort of think to yourself like okay maybe we do you know I've always liked to be steady I've always enjoyed the stability of a paycheck and I thought that maybe that would be how my life would go but perhaps we take this leap what, what is that like for you well, I I supported Monique and said, let's go for it. But in I said that verbally, but truthfully, <laughs> inside, I was like, she's out of her mind. <laughs> Burgers, you know, we're not, I'm not, I'm not a burger guy. I mean, mm -hmm. what am I supposed to be standing on a corner selling burgers? I mean, you know, I'm an emergency worker. Right. <laughs> you know, well, that's, that's, the, that's the other thing too. It's like, is the business the sauce or is it the burger? Are we selling burgers with the sauce? Are we just selling the sauce in, in containers? Like, is it a food truck? Is it a store? Are we franchise? Like probably a million questions are going all through of those, your mind. All of those questions. But what we did was we said, you know what, let's, um, our first foray into this was to say, the people like the burgers mm -hmm. at our at our cookout at our home, which was just our concoction mixed with meat. Let's do the same thing and sell those burgers if we if we could get into the Charleston Farmers Market in Marion Square, because mm. that farmers market is big time. It's yeah. one of the it's on yeah. the top list in the, in the country, and you have to try out for it. Mm -hmm. And that day we went to try out. 
it was it, it was so in- incredible because so many other people had extensive menus and they had uh, r- like chiseled boards that were <laughs> done professionally right. and all we had and Monique can help me on this all we had was a was a little a little whiteboard right. that we wrote yeah. we wrote burgers and we didn't and we had a cheeseburger and we kind of makeshift came up with a with a quick tea an iced tea called okay. church tea that um is something in Monique's family just to church accompany tea. the yes. yes. We're talk about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we came up with that to accompany the burgers and then these these guys come around with with clipboards like five five of them and they had the the culinary hat on and oh, wow. one guy it's so intimidating like like it was like a couple guys and then three ladies and they don't smile wow. they just you're go like to are each- we about to get a michelin star what's going on <laughs> what is happening and we watched them go around and take a little taste of everybody's everybody's cuisine and everybody's food has has really fancy names and right right like artisanally crafted experiences and these are other uh, kiosks that are trying our vendors who yes, are trying out trying alongside to try you. out to get into Got the it. farmers markets because it's only a, a couple of spots that they had available sure. that they can do in oh the, yeah in super the competitive at it's the very competitive. farmers market but the guys the guys come around and he looks at and and they asked us how did it go they asked us he he said so you guys have burgers and Shivalo and I looked at it, but it's the way he said. Shivalo right. and I were like, "Yep, that's all we have is burgers." And, and I literally just started talking. I don't remember what I said. I just started talking. But as I started talking, he started eating. And I remember telling Shivalo because I was I was like looking down when he was at the other people, and I remember he would take a bite out of their stuff, and then he would take like throw the whole tray away like very dramatic and i was like oh, wow like i was like so right. scared like gordon ramsay like, style exactly. yes that's that's what he was like gordon ramsay so <laughs> right. when he came to us we were we were Horrified, literally petrified. We, we were we yeah. were so scared and so i started talking and he started eating the hamburger and he took his first bite and so i thought okay he hasn't thrown away yet and so then he took another bite he took another bite and then he was done and I was like, oh, my goodness, he ate the whole hamburger. And then, like, the other people that were with him, they got hamburgers. They ate the whole entire hamburger. They didn't throw it away either. Wow. So I was that like, well. yeah. So Shivalo and I, we were looking at each other. We were like, did that just happen? He did not throw our food <laughs> right. away. And so. Shivalo's doing the electric slide, the middle of <laughs> Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like, he's dancing. <laughs> and so, um, so when they finished at our table, we were like, what just happened like we're looking at each other and so he gets like two or three tables down and turns around and comes back and says do you have any more of those hamburgers i could take with me no so okay we like, so you're like we're in but that's all we had was like we had you know my family's church and we only reason we added yeah what's the church tea so Talk i will tell about you church tea. and is that so are we still making the church tea was that uh did that take off like the burger so not yet um so what happened when we arrived there to try out all we had was church tea and so I, once we saw what everyone else had, um, I was like, okay, let's add potato chips and I'll make my family's church tea. So I mm-hmm. literally left Shivalo there, took the car, ran to the Harris Theater, grabbed supplies and came back and made the tea right there so that we, we wouldn't only have one. Because we had, sure. a, as Shivalo said, we had a huge whiteboard mm-hmm. and we had 
in blue magic marker it said cheap gourmet cheeseburgers and it was even written crooked so it looked it looked horrible it was so ridiculous like it, was, it looked so we looked so ridiculous and it was nothing else on the board so i was like well at least we can have three things written and it was all crooked and blue magic marker so it, it looks so awful but, but yeah but, but church, church tea, tea yeah is, um, so we call it church tea it's 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 really like sweet tea but um okay. it has like fruit juices and stuff in it and okay. so we the reason we call it church tea is because my family spends a lot of time in church and it and we serve this tea if someone's getting married if it's a funeral like whatever if it's women's day like we always mm. have this particular tea so someone started calling it church tea and it just kind of stuck and so that's that's what we call it love it's it. called church love tea. stories like yeah. that See, my family is a little more acquainted with the church key which is a nice name for like a bottle opener for a bottle of beer but i digress <laughs> <laughs> Not a, don't spend as much time in church needless to say. Um, so church tea the perfect complement to a nice salty fatty well-made burger that is getting y'all into the marion square farmer's market it sounds like did you end up having a regular presence at that market we did, and we ended yes. up actually keeping the tea, and so many people would come, and they loved my mom's We had a following tea. for that church tea. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, 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 we really did. My mother would fly in from Kentucky on the weekends to help us make the tea because she she can make it in her sleep. And so we were making like big jugs of tea for the market. So she would fly in on Friday. Your mom saves the day again as, I know. as an employee. She is as just a, as like- a partner employee, visionary. She's, she's coming so along to wonderful. business conferences. She's making church tea. She's making church tea. She's making hamburgers. God bless like her. she she's amazing. But um people love the church tea and it's actually still um we we were going to bottle it at one point, but we ended up getting so busy with the hamburgers and extending the product line, but that's something that we've been revisiting lately because believe it or not, we still get emails asking about church tea. <laughs> well, I'm curious and I bet you the people out there listening right now are wondering where their church tea is. So keep us posted on that front. If you're tuned in right now, this is 96.3 Ohm FM, Charleston, South Carolina's commercial free community powered radio station that we're oh so lucky to have right here on Meeting Street in what is today very sunny Charleston, South Carolina. My name is Steve Fletcher. This is Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. Um, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, and we appreciate our guests for the day. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more to Shivalo and Monique Wilson-Debriano about their company. It's called Charleston Gourmet Burger Company. They also make something called Church Tea. Whether that's whether or not that's going to be a part of the company is uh, is yet to be seen. But it sounds delicious, and it sounds like the perfect complement to these burgers. I want to fast forward now. You've established that the burger is something people like. Folks who are your friends and family like it. You're 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 running out of the meat and the sauce and the marinade, the concoction at uh, family get-togethers, and you're also impressing people with uh, the snooty chefs hats at the farmers markets here in Charleston. Talk to me about how you go from knowing you have because so, so we have folks who listen to this to this, this podcast. We have businesses and 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 entrepreneurs. Some are really early stage, nascent stage. Some are super established, but they all have their own story um, as it pertains to the timeline between knowing they've got something right. They've captured lightning in a bottle. Maybe it's a product. Maybe it's a service. And then, you know, months down the road or weeks down the road or years down the road or decades down the road, that product or service matriculates into, if all goes according to plan, and there's many variables there at stake, 
uh, matriculates into something magical and successful and maybe something that could even generate some some wealth for generations of your family uh, from here moving forward and something that you can hang your hat on, something that fills you with pride and integrity. I want to know about the, and excuse my pun, the meat of that story. So <laughs> yeah. walk me between the two buns, right? I want to know, uh, we've got the product, we know this burger is delicious, people want it, but now you're sitting here today and I know because we've uh, we've worked alongside you on some important things and y'all have been a part of our ecosystem at Low Country Local First for a while, at Charleston Gourmet Burger Company that is. I know that y'all have like gotten amazing press and you're rapidly expanding and, and people are like singing your praises, whether it's like morning shows or national outlets. Your product is incredible. It's established. People love it. But I want to know how you went from, you know, a, 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 a crooked uh, blue marker name on a whiteboard <laughs> in the middle of Charleston, South Carolina, outside of Marion Square, to where you are sitting with me here today as two very established, very successful entrepreneurs. Well, it's, you're spot on with that because one thing is for your family and friends, our family and friends liked what we had in our backyard. The other thing from everything that, that we read about becoming a successful business, it, you have to kind of test market it with, with all types of people. And so that's why the farmer's market here in Marion Square was so important to us. And when people, all different types of people liked our products, and from young, from old, to all different, all different demographics. And another thing that was important that we learned is people, so many different tourists come to Charleston. So they'd have the burgers, then they'd go back to New Mexico. Or they'd have the burgers, then they'd go back to Colorado, go back mm. to New York. And so that's when we had to figure out, if we're going to make this a big company, how are we going to do it? So my original idea was, you know what? I, we are going to just cook up, grill up a whole bunch of burgers right here in Marion Square, and we're going to take orders from people, and I'm going to put it in a plastic bag, and I, we're going to ship it by, Fedor, by FedEx to Colorado and New Mexico and up north to where people wanted. That was my original idea. But, but Something tells me that idea didn't pan out. Well, Monique had a different perspective. I said we will kill people probably by the time they eat these hamburgers. Right, can, you can't ship meat um, like I, that. I can hear the germs forming exactly. uh, in my mind. Like I'm I, sick already just thinking about it. Like I'm like, no, we cannot do that. So I said what people love about our hamburgers, they love the taste. They love mm -hmm. the they love the flavor, so we should bottle the marinade the way we make the burgers. That should be the product. It's mm -hmm. shelf stable. We can ship it everywhere, and mm -hmm. so that was my idea. Mm -hmm. So it's about coming fresh off the grill and with your sauce. That's right. the that's the special sauce, so to speak. Yeah, because so they it, can get meat anywhere. Right, right. right. And so they needed to they needed that seasoning, right. and so that's why I said that should be the product. It's shelf stable. It's lightweight. We can we can bottle it. We can ship it. And Love so, that for yeah. many reasons. One of which is as a local economic development nonprofit and a proponent of complete and local sustainable food systems and networks and ecosystems, it makes sense to 
get your meat as locally as possible, right? So right. Uh, it's important to think about that as well. But so it'll be fresher, it'll be more sustainable, less mm-hmm. of a carbon emission. So yeah, I, I love the marriage of local meat with your delicious, unique, one-of-a-kind sauce, right. as opposed to Ziploc yes. bagged burgers <laughs> exactly. being sent to Anchorage, Alaska from Charleston. <laughs> that is true, but you got to understand, we didn't know how to do that, mm-hmm. you sure. see? And sure. that's so the thing. So walk me through that. Yeah, you don't know how to, you're like, okay, this is the path. We're not going to Ziploc them. <laughs> we are going to maybe... <laughs> create a bottled shelf stable product but it's like okay how do, how do we go from where we are now to you know getting into big retailers or to getting into people's mailboxes like what is that process how do you learn that because y'all though your mom was entrepreneurial and though you also kind of have a mind for building things how do you make that happen you haven't been there really before you haven't been bottling before it's a whole new world walk me through learning it's a whole new world and we had to just seek out mentors people who've done it before to explain that and that's when we first went to low country local first and said hey do you have any do you know of anyone who would know that process you see, and, and was this back in like 2012, 2010, 2011, Yeah, this is, like, yeah, I, I believe, like 2011, 2012. Okay, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. okay yeah. So you actually came to LLF, right? And you, oh, and, interesting. And we, and, and we actually met a few people. Um, I think we had someone that had like a Bloody Mary mix. We met someone mm. that had, um, I think, like a coffee or something. And so they were able to tell us, "Oh, you use a co-packer." And we were like, oh, that's what it's called? Like, we didn't even know what it was called. Like, we had no idea what we were doing. And so um, we were fortunate... You know, when we would go, like it would be like, oh, we're we're meeting today at at this, you know, this this coffee place, and we would go and sit, and you know, and then you know, network, and we were able to just get those connections. Mm. But we didn't know. Um, we we found out about everything. Um, food photography. We had no idea we needed a food photographer. We didn't mm. even know where we went. We found one through Low Country Local First. Oh, um, our website, like like literally all those components. That's how we found him in the in the early days. Wow. Is like going to those networking sessions. So, so much of it for you at the beginning was the connections. It was the connections because we, you know, when we moved here, we didn't have any family or mm-hmm. friends here. We didn't know anyone. And so, you Y'all know, moved here what, 20? We came here in 2008. 2008. Okay. 2008. Yeah. So we, you know, we knew very few people sure. we, and we definitely had no connections at all. And so we needed to get out there and to network. And it was like one person led us to another person. And that's why I think Charleston is such a beautiful place. Yeah. Cause it's, it's strange for us, especially for myself being a New Yorker in mm-hmm. New York. You ask somebody for something, and they or you you're not you smile or you, they look at you skeptically, like you know what do you what are you trying to do here? <laughs> right, 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 right. So right. no, we couldn't. They'll believe. either help you or they won't. More likely they won't, but they'll either help you or they won't. But you'll know right away. Right, right? And you'll know. <laughs> yes. and, you, and you're like, we're good. Okay, you're gonna be able to do that, or you're not. You're gonna help me change my tire, or you're definitely not. But at least I know it's mm-hmm. not sort of like. Oh, well, you know, oh, interesting. So you're having an issue. Let me check how long, <laughs> right. long elongated sort of, what's going on here? Are they going to be? Uh-huh. Like, I, just, yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's a, so there's a cultural difference. It's cultural. In, in engaging with people from the South in general, but Charleston specifically, every region has its own way of interacting and its own way of doing things. So you had to acclimatize to that. I had to acclimate, absolutely. But we just could not believe how gracious people were. Hmm with their time and information you know they just wanted to help us wow 
and Beautiful. give us the information. And because that was the biggest stumbling block to us moving forward was not knowing how to do it. Like we could go on the internet and the internet will tell us what to do, mm -hmm. but really how to do it, the steps. Right. That's how, why we needed the mentors. Right. And boy, right. people were so gracious here in Charleston. That's a beautiful story. Yeah. I used to, um, when we would go to meetings or when we would serve at the farmer's market, because when we started, we wanted to be in retail. And so once we got to the point that we bottled or we knew we, we found the co-packer and we were going to bottle it, I am a person that speaks stuff into existence. So I would mm. say, look for us soon in retailers. We didn't have any retailers. <laughs> we didn't even have any potential retailers. But I would always say, we'll be in the grocery stores very soon. And Shavala would be like, why did you say that? Like, no one knows. <laughs> but I remember like one time I said that and someone was like, would you want to be in Piggly Wiggly? And we were like, yeah. And so then right. like they ended up giving us the contact person's name. And, you know, it was a little bit of a process, but we ended up in all of the Piggly Wiggly stores. But it's just from like, putting it out there because my grandmother would always say you have to manifest but she would always say if, if your mouth is your mouth is closed so is your business mm. and so or or what's the other and one? you're also not having any of our product if your mouth is closed. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Important. yes and so what's it an em something an empty something oh a uh, cl closed, a closed mouth. mouth doesn't get fed because yes, my grandmother has yeah. a saying for everything mm. but i mean she's right yeah. and so when by us putting it out there and saying yes we want to be in retail stores we're going to be in retail stores people were like oh well, i have to contact person Person sure. for this account would you like an introduction and, and so that happened to us so many times and it really was a huge part of our success so tell me about where you're at now so you you decided you're gonna bottle sauces it's called Charleston gourmet burger company mm -hmm. but you're focused on what's elevating the burger not necessarily the burger itself is that always is, will the plan always be sauces and marinades if so where are you right now in terms of your skews uh, where might you be headed and feel free to talk things into existence. As yeah. Know, that's, uh, that's how you do it. Um, I, I want to know sort of like the vision for the future as well. And then we'll dig a little bit. We've got some time. We'll dig a little bit into some of the other cool things y'all are doing around town. But I, I sort of want to know like 2023, where is, where is the company kind of creatively business wise and, and sort of like maybe what's on the horizon, if you don't mind peeling back the curtain for some of our listeners. Absolutely. So, um, a lot of people may not know, for several years, we actually sold our uh, frozen hamburger line that we had mm. on QVC. So my idea so, did come about. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> we did end up going back. We, we ditched but the, not the baggies. The baggies but, was, was, <laughs> the okay, baggies so were there were yes. Okay, so frozen yeah. would be delivered to folks' houses in like dry ice or? It would be dry ice. And so we sold those. We had like, um, we had a regular cheeseburger. We had brisket burgers. We had like a whole line, turkey burgers. How'd you get on a QVC? So when our products rolled out in Costco, we went live on Facebook. And so that particular size bottle, we had approved everything um, because our, our person that we used for that particular product, um, they were about, uh, about maybe six hours away. And so we had approved everything just through email and like, like conference call. And so we hadn't actually seen the bottle in person. And okay. so we thought it'd be fun to go on Facebook and do a live and let all of our followers come along with us when we Smart. saw it for the first time. Sure. And so when we did the live, we ended up having like 20,000 people what? viewed that live, like over 20,000. Wow. But someone from QVC saw the live and they messaged us on Facebook and said, oh, I saw your video. I saw your product going Costco. 
would you guys ever consider coming on QVC? And we were like, today. Like, <laughs> like we can be there tonight. Right, like, right. what in the world? QVC? Not ANC. This no, is QVC. This is, yes. no. I mean, yes. being live, the two of us on Crazy. national TV. Yeah. Selling our burgers. 100%. That's yeah, it's a real, no-brainer. We're there, I'd imagine, is okay, what you told Yeah, me. but we had emailed for the past two, three years mm. asking for an opportunity, mm. and no one ever got back. So what opened the door was a little this. bit of serendipity, but a little bit of innovation as well. You decided, hey, let's think outside the box, uh-huh. the frozen burger box, and let's uh, invite our fans into a unique experience as we unveil, as we unbox this new bottle for the first time. Right, and and it, and it was fun. Like we we they followed us in the when we pulled up at Costco because it was a brand new Costco and it was rolling out in there. You've been getting in a Costco. You probably were y'all must have been patting yourselves on the back a little bit after that, right? <laughs> I mean, Costco is is that's that's. A big, big fish. We called Costco. Um, we just thought, like, yes, we need to be in Costco today. And so we called the buyer, and literally, like, that's kind of, I don't even know, because I, I did all the talking, I don't even know what I said. But um, the guy You was, just called Costco. Hi, hi, Costco? Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to be uh, in your stores now, right? We literally <laughs> did. Like, we found out the buyer's information, because Shavala and I, we became detectives. Like, we knew exactly Smart. who the person was over our category that we wanted to be in. And so we got his information, and we called him directly, which we didn't even know. Like, that's a no Like, they don't really like that. But... <laughs> Sure. We didn't know, so we works, were we were so. like, "You need our product today, so we have to call you and tell you that." There's some power right. in being naive about something. Yeah, we were so naive. Like looking yeah. back now, like I cringe, but but that's what we did, and yeah. so it's not the proper etiquette. At not all. at all. Right, but, um, right. Well, but, we we won't put our seal of approval on this by no. any means, but but Don't to do your that. point, Shavalo, yeah, there is. There is something advantageous about being a beginner sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're in Costco, you've done a Facebook Live to unveil that new sauce that will be stored soon thereafter in Costco, and lo and behold, one of the 20,000 viewers on that Facebook Live just so happens to be someone with connections to QVC, and through that viewership, you are now, you, Shavalo, you, Monique, are hawking the wares on QVC to a national audience in real time. Is it in real time? Do you film it's that beforehand? Oh, so it's live. It's live. So if you mess up, so it's that's like, exciting it's, as well. There's no do-overs. It is live. Wow. And so it's um, like right here, live. But we were But when I mess up, there's plenty of do-overs. I just keep talking <laughs> and we slowly lose more and more listeners. Um, but that's okay. That's a part yeah. of the organicism of the live format. So you're live on QVC. Mm-hmm. People are calling in, they're buying the burgers and they're, they're actually frozen burgers that they're getting at that point. They're frozen burgers. Um you sell the sauces as well the, on QVC? So, well, no, we sold marinated burgers. So the the oh, the marinated frozen yep, burgers. They were all the the um the burger was actually marinated. We had a special bun made for us that went that was made to go in the microwave so that the bun was soft. Smart. Came with cheese, and so it was just like they were going to get a burger from the farmers market, except you know you can order it online, and so we would it would get delivered with dry ice. So we did that for many years, wow, but okay. now and sold out. And sold okay. out. We would. So sell out a lot um but Shavala's idea did come true in a it, way it came All true right. yeah but we will be coming back to those frozen hamburgers so um that's okay. something that we're working on now we've been messing around we've been trying to get this plant-based um because so many people ask us all the time about mm. a plant-based option it's a big thing right it's now. a big thing um and it's and we hear you we know our customers want it mm-hmm. and so that's something that we're working on too is um plant-based products but we also have um new sauces coming out um a chipotle 
chipotle mayonnaise so like we have like some really really cool products that we're working on now to bring out love it well we will be standing by uh waiting for those products i know a lot of folks who absolutely love your sauces i count myself among them they're phenomenal the world is a better place because of them i will say (laughs) um i don't think that's waxing poetic uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how they uh, the sauces make their way back to those those frozen burgers, and and would love to see what happens on the the plant based horizon as well. We've only got a few more minutes. I want to make sure we dial into something called uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Recipe for retail is that yes, right? Yes, that is. Talk correct. to me about recipe for retail. Well, the thing is, is people would see us like when we would be doing a demo and like in Costco or Sam's Club would be doing a demo or just an email and they'll ask us, you know, how, how did you get here or how did you do that? What's the process? Hey, I, I make this cheesecake at home. I have this potato salad. How can I get it into retail? Sure. So it's on demand. So we used to try to, to mentor people and, and help them individually, but we just didn't have the time and especially during our you know growing phases growth phases sure. with our business, we didn't have time to do it but we came up with the idea yeah to- yeah we wanted to be able to you know people can be in their home from it doesn't matter where you are mm-hmm. we're in our home and we can actually see you teach you the method and you know be able to help people because we know we would hear from buyers and they would say we wish people were as prepared as you guys are when you come in here Love and sometimes it. they have to get told no because their product is not they think it's retail ready but it's actually not retail right. ready and if so when, getting businesses retail ready getting basically. them retail ready okay. so you can have an idea you can just have like your grandma's recipe mm. and we will work with you and and get your product ready even like we even give them like our exact pitch that temp like what we use when we're talking well, about powerpoints and stuff yeah we sure. give them everything Valuable. so you don't have to we take all the guesswork out so that way you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing um what you need to get in retail insurance certifications like it doesn't matter like we cover everything for folks who are listening right now who want to put themselves through that program hopefully they're already signed up for low country local first they want to sort of extend uh themselves to that program and get themselves retail ready uh can they find out more about that program online can they sign up online How does that yes work? they could go recipe for for retail.com recipe for retail.com and you see it right there and we take you all the way from idea all the way up to pitching the grocery stores we even talk about getting media which is something that you had mentioned right. earlier anything that has to do with with building a food right, business right marketing is important media m-e-a-t-e-a in your uh, line of work I'm <laughs> how do they let me in here i'm not even sure I'm gonna, uh, luckily i'm gonna see myself out in just two minutes here um appreciate y'all being on before we uh before we bow out of here uh how much is that program is it variable depending upon what folks are looking so to get there's out of two, it there's two ways to do it people could do a, a payment program three payments of 397 397 dollars three payments and you get lifetime access to the oh, program wow. or for people who want to pay in full it's 997 save a little bit right now oh Great. yeah if you pay in full and boy we have bonuses you get a one-on-one zoom coaching session you get mm-hmm. uh credit repair mm. um software for your business and personal and a lot of bonuses from oh boy from trade shows yeah and we do a weekly um group 
Q&A. So we're live every Wednesday night with everyone in our accelerator. Um, so they get we, to interact directly with us. Right. Love mm-hmm. it. Well, recipeforretail.com, folks, you, you heard it here. Check that out if you want to learn more about uh, how you can apply some of the high road practices and, and skill sets that Shivalo and his wife, Monique Wilson-Debriano of Charleston Burger, Burger Gourmet Company, uh, have picked up along the way. It's been a pleasure to speak with both of you here today in, uh, in Charleston on Meeting Street at Ohm Radio 96.3 FM on Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve Monique. Uh, Shavalo, thank yes. you both very much for being here. I learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners did as well. Anything else uh, you want to say before we uh, we jump out of here? Well, I just want to say, if you have a recipe, a dish or drink that your family and friends love, always know there's a whole entire audience out there of people who would love to eat what you have. You just have to get it out there. You have to get it out there to the, to the masses. And the biggest stumbling block to getting your product on grocery store shelves is not the lack of money, but it's the lack of the knowledge of how to do it. So once you know how to do it it's, and know the process, it's pretty smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. That's true. I'll be on the lookout for the Shivalo Wilson Debriano uh, motivational YouTube channel soon. Um, <laughs> I'll say that seriously. Uh, Monique, any last words? Shivalo summed that up pretty well. <laughs> Beautiful. So, no, yes. Thank you both very much. And thank you, Grace, in the studio and everyone at home for letting this uh, program happen. And thank you to Low Country Local First as well for letting me bow out of the, the uh, old office for a couple minutes today. We'll see you all next week or in a couple weeks, rather, on Small Talks Big Ideas with Steve. Thank you very much.